2: He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights, don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB.
3: Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 five, five, is the number, to so get in, get in early so we can talk to you, to solve your problem, get you back out to fixing that car. We are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed breaks 49th Avenue and Dodge. We're on Dodge, stop and see us, got a bunch of potholes out there, come on in, we do tires, we do rims, we do it all, so... Uh, after you're, you're, after you're, this week, yeah. if you didn't know you needed tires, you know now. Yeah, yeah, so everybody out there listening, you know, we can't see you, raise your hand, Yeah. raise your hand, did you forgot to get tires, did you forget to t- get tires? Yeah, I'm sure you've You remembered this week. You remembered this week, didn't you? I don't know how many people I passed on the way to work the, that day that were just struggling to get up a minor hill. Yeah. And they did just – one guy was in the middle of the road, and he decided he was just kind of back down and par- park just Give it, it up. You give it up. He gave yeah. it up completely. And then the, uh, the policeman kind of went around him because he figured he already had it handled, and he knew what he was going to do. Yeah. Then we went on the next one, the next one, next one, next one, next one. So – yeah, if you get out, get you some tires. I mean, uh, you've been waiting this long, pandemic kind of put everybody off a little bit because you weren't driving the cars, now you're kind of back into that, we're kind of past that pandemic thing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's good to call in, call yeah. in sick. I don't know. I don't know. But But I know there was a lot of people out there, so... Well, you know, uh, we're also on podcast now, so stop in. If you can't see us, uh, you can listen to us on podcast. What are your normal podcasts, uh, whoever's out there? Apple, all all the big ones, we're there. Worldwide Mechanics. (laughs) You know, we've already seen quite, like you mentioned, the potholes. We've already seen a ton of pothole damage, uh, tires, you know, so many cars. Yep, suspension, curbs, um, so many. So many cars now have such low-profile tires. And yeah, it doesn't take much. No, no. There's there's no uh, rubber. There's very little rubber between the rim and the road. I mean, you've got maybe two inches. And if you hit that pothole at, um, you know, 20 mile an hour, it doesn't take long to pop it. Mm-hmm. If you see a big pothole, you're almost better to speed up. Kind of Don't break through it. Don't break through it, yes. Yeah, because now you're going to go kaboom, kaboom, you know. Mm-hmm. Accelerate if you can. And sometimes it's almost like... You know, a little bit of race car driver out there. I noticed on my way home. Yeah. You got to dodge and you kind of watch the car in front. See what he's doing? See what he's doing. How does that
0: work for the cops? Because, I mean, are the drunk drivers the ones driving straight through the potholes?
3: (laughs) You know, and I haven't gotten (laughs) pulled over, but this time of year, I think they kind of relax. their a little bit of, uh, see, see if they're, well, you come up behind them. If you follow them long enough, you can say, okay, I see pothole, 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 you know. Yeah. But you're right. You just kind of stay back from the guy in front of you. Let him do all the weaving and bobbing. And that way you can just kind of look like you're going back and forth. Mm -hmm. But you're right. I'm sure there are some people that are uh, drinking that are able to get away with it because you can't tell. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? This time of year, it's pothole season. We know all about that. Yeah. So, busy time of year. Busy time of year. Hey, I ran across an article. Uh, Even the, we got a problem with the Wiener mobile. Oh no!
0: That's my dream car.
3: I know it. Well, you got. What are you going to do with a broken wiener anyway? It's out there in, in uh, Excellent Las. Excellent play on well, there, Bob. Las Vegas. <laughs> got the catalytic converter stolen. Off the wiener. Off, yep, off the wiener mobile. Had to spend a couple of nights out there in Las Vegas. You know, maybe went gambling. Who knows? I want to uh,
0: hear that call to the parts store.
3: Well, they end up taking it over to a dealership. I'm not sure what the
0: Wienermobile Mobile dealership.
3: Yep, took it over to a local truck shop. I'm not <laughs> sure what's underneath that, you know, if our suspension wise goes Chevy,
0: could be. I've There's done it. my research.
3: Have you? Oh yeah. All right. So they took it over to a truck stop, and they were able to procure a uh, another catalytic converter. And they only is out a couple of days, and it's back on the road.
0: I was gonna say. I mean. That had to be an interest. How much fun could you have with a parts guy like well, that? Yeah. I mean, you know what it's like calling in with our old hot rods. Well, it's a 1948. The engine's a 2008. The suspension's yes. a 84.
3: Yeah. You but just, the
0: fuel pump I need is for a 93.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MG midget. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> if he took the guy out in the parking lot and said, I need a catalytic converter for that, you know, you know the guy just hung his head and just shook it and was like, oh, man. Yeah. It's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day. But even they're not used to it, you know, immune to it. So just, I guess, from the ones that I've seen, it'd be pretty easier to crawl underneath there anyway. Oh yeah, plenty of clearance. Plenty of clearance. You're not. Uh, yeah. The under the under the belly.
0: I want to drive that thing so bad.
3: Well, you know, they they have uh, I think they have a website tell you where it's gonna be, where it's gonna stop. Oh, I hey, stop every time. He gets you? a whole
0: whistle and a coupon for hot dogs. No, oh, oh. I've seen a picture uh, with it. And, I've
3: seen him into the gas station filling up, filling oh, the yeah. tank
0: up. Yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, plenty of times. The closest I've got, I got to sit in it one time.
3: Really? Yeah. You and didn't. that's
0: also the closest I've ever been to stealing a car.
3: <laughs> did they take the keys out? Yeah, they did. Yeah, you, you, that doesn't stop me though. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you going to go? <laughs> and you, you'd be pretty easy to spot, so it's not like I don't, just a
0: joyride. I'm not looking for much.
3: <laughs> well, and next time, you slip him twenty bucks and tell him to take you around the block. Yeah. Uh, another article I see that the uh, the famed Hellcat is going to the engines kind of going away with all this um, crying shame, crying shame. You know, there's they're just pure horsepower cars. Impressive car. car it is, and, and the I think the Demon is another one that's is it on top of that. Hellcat, and then the demon, or demon and the Hellcat?
0: Yeah, uh, depending on the base model, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if just it's a Charger or Challenger.
3: For, for those of you people who just like raw horsepower, you know that's uh, this is going to kind of go away because we're kind of heading towards the uh, the electric mode, and um, just it's. I never it's,
0: thought Dodge would give that up.
3: You know, it's it's basically going away because of the emission controls. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It's just tighter and tighter state and federal emission controls. Um. That's what's going to make it go away unfortunately yeah
0: mm. and, and maybe
3: the, the new generation does you know the, the new electric cars really get up and get going um they just you just you're missing something there. you are missing the, the roar. you've got the
0: speed and everything and yeah. you know it's
3: you're just missing the roar and the horsepower and everything to it. And
0: when NHRA goes to all electric, that's when I'm not a fan. I've got a couple tattoos yeah. that got to get covered up at that time, yep, too. Yep, I agree.
3: I'm, there's nothing. If you've never been to a, a drag race before and, and— Stand on the start line. Stand on the start line and, and listen to a top fuel dragster and feel a top fuel dragster go off. It just goes right through your toes, right out your hair, all the way to the top, and it's just an unbelievable feeling. Yeah. Sitting in the stands is great. But down on the track is, is is amazing. And we both have been there. Oh, so yeah. You just there's no other kind of experience. And you're just not going to get that with an electric drag racer. No. And you're right. I'm probably not going to go anymore either. Yeah. If that goes to that particular problem.
0: We've all been to belt sander races in shop class.
3: <laughs> Speaking of that, since we're heading over to the electric car side of things, uh, there's an article here that this is kind of based out of San Diego. Um high end lucid electric car. Um when you put it into drive, it goes in reverse. So that's gonna they've... be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So you you wanna what, pull into uh does it reverse drive or what does right. it have a well, drive or did it, we lose yeah, everything. No, it's just it's just like the Tesla. You have drive. you have a little tap button where you press it up to reverse and down to re- you know drive and then mm-hmm. by a button for neutral. And the the owner was co- claiming that when he put it into uh, into uh, forward, it moves in reverse, and vice versa. So okay. they've got a problem there.
0: Yeah, they got to work on that.
3: Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna you're gonna pull it into the garage, and next thing you know, and you're in the middle of the street. That's not gonna work. That is not gonna work.
0: That'll cause issues for some. Uh- <laughs>
3: And I and I think they're already having. Uh, I think Rivian was uh, maybe something. Somebody else that had that. I saw problem.
0: one of those the other day. It Was at the skating rink and I was. I had to walk around it because I didn't know what it was. I was like, "What is this thing?" Kind of kind of interesting. Then the guy came out and he had to give me, you know, the dime tour. You know, oh, what you got look at this. His headlights are square. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool.
3: It's kind of an interesting ninety to a hundred thousand uh, dollar pickup, electric pickup.
0: Well, for that price tag. Better have something.
3: I, it should come pick you up, take you to work, and, and drop you off, and then go back home. That technology's in the works, I'm sure. <laughs> you know it's <laughs> in the works. If we've thought of it, uh, then it's, somebody's already thinking of it before us, anyway. And that's for sure. So, all right. I think we'll take a quick break on the Mister Mechanic Show. Five, five, eight, eleven, ten. Is the numbers to get in, and uh, we'll be back in a minute
1: joseph stalin canada sweden barney fenders what do these things all have in common socialism This November, there's only one way to make your car great again. And that's by voting for Mr. Mechanic, America's answer to squeaky timing belts. With Mr. Mechanic, you'll be able to roll your windows down again and roll through those stop signs without worrying about offending someone. (laughs) (laughs) This November, vote for Mr. Mechanic, America's mechanic. Isn't it time we shared the road? Are you tired of only 1% of drivers getting to use the carpool lane while thousands of innocent mothers and babies and small insecure men are forced to wait in traffic? This November, it's time for the drivers to take their roads back. I'm Barney Fenders, and a vote for me is a vote for uh, free gasoline Uh, to everybody. Everybody gets free gas if if you vote for me. Free gasoline, free oil changes, free windshield wiper fluid. Who's going to pay for this, Barney? I'll tell you who we are. That is, unless you vote for Mr. Mechanic. He's the only one who can save us from Mechanic Socialism. I'm the good kind of socialist, okay? Stop. Don't believe the lies, the hatred, the mechanic propaganda. As your mechanic, I promise to fulfill my promises, just like I promise to fill every pothole in America. Vote for me, Barney Fenders, the pothole filler. Fill every pothole? That's impossible, Barney. It's not impossible. If you, you would have, have brain, to drive on every monster. road. Don't, don't. This stop isn't the USSR, okay? Stop! stop it. Come on, you know, stop, stop ducking for when I'm Information, it's illegal to roll through stop signs, okay? Make your car great Don't again. Just silly. No, make, it, make no. it great no. again. Make no. your car great again. I'm great. I'm great. Vote for me because I'm great. But, uh, I, mean, I mean, Mr. Mechanic is great. Not me. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Mechanic. <laughs> uh. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in
2: Omaha. Mm. Talk back to News Radio 1110 KFAB anytime with the Talkback mic on iHeartRadio. Just sign in and sound off.
3: Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 five, five, the numbers to get in. Uh, don't need a 1-800 number anymore. You can call that number from anywhere. All right, we're going to head over to Larry. Larry's got a 90 Taurus. Larry, what's going on today? Yeah, good morning. Good morning.
4: I'm still working on that 90 model SHO, and I put a rack in it, and it seems to work fine. It it doesn't have near as much power as this when I'm turning left. When I'm turning right, it seems to work perfect, but turning left, not so much.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. So we can narrow it down. Flow is working because you're turning good to the right. Right. Correct. Correct. So the first thing that I'm going to do is take your tie rod ends off. Is there any binding in the steering, ball joint, strut mount, anything like that, causing an issue one way and not the other? Because that can happen. you got a yep. bearing in there.
3: Yep, ball joints can happen.
0: After that, if you've narrowed that down, you've got a issue inside that rack and pinion, I think.
3: Yep, correct. Did you have the problem before?
4: Um... Well, I've had a lot of trouble with it. It didn't steer left or right. I had a leak in it. And oh, gotcha. Changed hose okay. And, and it, it was a mess. But now that it's working, I what? it only works to the right. What
3: kind of, what Perfect. Ca- yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So more than likely, you got a, like, like Kyle said, you got a suspension that is that's sticky and it's really hard to push to the left. My guess is that you got a valve inside that rack and pinion you just got done doing that's bad. Are you yeah. using transmission fluid in this power steering system?
4: No, it's uh, power steering fluid.
0: No, use transmission fluid in a yeah. Ford. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Power steering fluid will cause more issues than you can be- imagine.
3: Yeah, flush. Now, now not a, every car not every car uses transmission fluid, not every car uses uh power steering fluid or, you know, you just kind of have to look to see what it is, but Kyle's right. Go flush that out and any uh, Ford transmission put, fluid only. Yeah, transmission fluid only. That might help you solve your problem.
4: What, what kind of transmission fluid? Automatic transmission fluid.
3: Yep. 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 Same thing as you're putting in the transmission now. Use that. All right, Larry. You there? Okay. Well, it's
4: got a it's got a manual, you know, but
0: manual.
3: Okay. Thank you. What, a man- manual transmission.
0: Okay. Don't use that. Use yeah. a universal automatic transmission fluid.
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. I didn't thank even th- I didn't think about that being a stick shift. I forgot all about that. Yeah. But didn't see very many of those. Seen mostly automatic shows, but didn't see too many stick shift shows. And you got a rare well, bird well,
0: there.
4: All the, all the first generation from '89 through '91, they're all stick
3: shifts.
5: Huh. I, it,
4: I, it wasn't until they went to the second generation did they offer an
3: automatic. No, well, that must be the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Try to flush all that out. Put transmission fluid in it. Call us back. Let me know if it fixed it.
4: What's the easiest way to flush it out?
3: Take a line off. Take Take the the line
0: off, your pressure line. That pump's going to do its job and pump fluid out.
3: Yep. put a big big pan underneath it.
0: Yeah, hook your line back up, fill it up with transmission fluid, idle it. Yep.
4: Can I uh, take it off the reservoir?
0: Sure, take your return line off. Your return line's just the end result
3: of your pressure line. Yeah.
0: Put that in a can, and there you go.
3: Be be prepared, because it's going to come out of there in a shot. It's going to come out of there fast. So have have the hose already inside of a bucket, a gallon bucket, and uh, have somebody start it up, run it, so that they can shut it down immediately. Otherwise, you'll have fluid everywhere. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet, Larry. Appreciate the call. All right. We're going to head over to Terry. Terry's got an 06 uh, Mercury Grand Marquis. Terry, what's going on? morning, guys. Good
6: morning. Oh, I've been listening to your show for many years, and I really enjoyed all the advice you've given.
3: Nice. Good. Appreciate it.
6: Yeah, does the, the Steve does Steve do the show anymore or not?
3: We can't get him in here. We don't know where he's at. Anymore. Yeah, he doesn't even answer the phone. <laughs> he's yeah. probably part of the witness protection program well, or something. Maybe probably huh? something like that. We've been yeah. talking about getting him in here. We just gotta figure out the time, but we will get him back in here. Back in here. Should be sure. kind of fun.
6: But anyway, I, I just bought this car, and I in fact I don't even have it home. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get it today, but uh, it has roughly ninety-seven thousand miles, if I remember. So what all would you do for this car for maintenance, considering you have no history of anything that was done or not done or what have you?
0: First thing I'm going to do is pull a bunch of plugs, get a bunch of samples, and evaluate what I have.
3: Yeah, as far as fluids go, um, you can kind of look at it. You know, a rule of thumb is is that if you don't know anything about it, um, you can go through and change a lot of the fluids, transmission fluid, um, coolant, brakes, power steering, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to do it all at one shot. Just kind of make a list of it and just kind of knock it off a little bit at a time. And, and sometimes Correct. you're able to see that you can pull the antifreeze and say, oh, yeah, that's been in there for a while, or, boy, that mm-hmm. looks fresh. Um, same with the transmission. It's hard to tell that if you've got no records. But if it's a little bit dark, maybe it hasn't been done. And if it looks brand new, then yeah, Why not then it looks good. The... Well, how are you getting it from, or where has it been sitting, or that you don't have any records to it?
6: Well, that's from a private individual is where I bought it from. Okay, and they, sure. they've only had it like about a month or two, and uh, I guess it was kind of a one family owner before that. I I need to get a hold of them probably just to see, but I'm, I'm guessing there probably wasn't much done. But yeah. uh, well, what is your I, well, what is your general opinion of these vehicles? I, were they pretty decent or what do you think?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot of issues. I mean, it should have a V8 in it. I mean, it's a rear-wheel right. drive.
3: They had the typical coil and plug issue, as yeah. all the Fords did back in that day. Um, uh-huh. But, no, they were great rear-wheel drive, not much suspension problems. I, I would probably think the misfires and the— um, You might put a water pump in it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really do an incredible amount to those things. Rear airbags? If probably. No, well, that's a grand marquee. It yeah. may have them. It may have rear airbags in the back. The, those have a tendency to— I think it.
6: I think it does have the rear rear yeah. air idea. Yeah, I'm not a really big fan of that yeah, because it's old enough. It's probably going to have to give give trouble. Probably yeah, will. It ain't a big deal I'm when they I go when they it.
3: go bad. Just throw it away and they've got put some coil springs. Yeah, in they it. got yeah. I got kits that can throw coil springs back in it, and your problems over forever. So okay, that's a yeah. good idea. So Ford had a lot of problems back in that era of airbags. All, oh, yeah. all yeah. the Lincoln's, Mercury's, everything that they had, everything they put an airbag in, it just went bad, and then they were. Monster expensive to fix,
6: and the car is seventeen years old. It's about yeah. twenty years old. It's probably about going to happen one of these times. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate the information. I, I figured on. I have some uh, spark plugs ordered, and uh, transmission filter, and a little fluid, and uh, things like that ordered. So uh,
3: yeah, and sure? if you got a coil that goes bad in that, uh, don't just replace the one. Replace uh, all of them, all eight, because they're very prone uh-huh. to go bad. And I, I think the the other problem that they had was the uh, thermostat. The gaskets would leak and kind of leak down the left side, I think it would, yeah, fill up the, the tubes, fill that up the intake,
0: holes. They had that intake crossover that would warp, and mm-hmm. they made a problem solver for that. Odds are by now it's probably already been done. Yeah. Good
6: solid car,
3: though. Yeah, you'll enjoy
0: it.
6: Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you, you very bet. much.
3: Appreciate the call. Yeah, you can't beat those old rear-wheel drive. No, they went forever. Yeah what what taxis i guess they were at one point yeah <laughs> all right we're going to take a quick break on the mr mechanic show 558 five, 11 10 is the numbers to get in we'll be back in a quick minute we are back on the mr mechanic show 558 five, is the numbers to get in and we're going to shoot right back into the calls and uh talk to john john's got a question about fuel additives john go ahead thanks for waiting
7: well yeah. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate the show and the time you guys put into a lot of great information. Uh, yeah, most of my vehicles I try and take well over 100000 Um, buy them use, try and maintain them really well. And I was curious in your thoughts on a couple topics, um, high-mileage synthetic oil, uh, fuel additives to try and clean injectors and that kind of stuff to keep them clean, and, um, and then also on a transmission flush versus just drain it and putting transmission fluid back on those vehicles. What kind of car are we talking about here, John? Uh, it You know, it would be all of my vehicles, but i uh, just probably use like a 2001 F-150 to start with.
3: Okay. 50. So, you know, if you run a fuel additive to it, um, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not going to hurt anything. No, and, and it actually works quite well. Get a uh, good one, though. Get a good one, yeah. Don't, don't buy anything that's three ninety five a bottle because you get what you pay for. If you buy something that's $25 a bottle that's concentrated... And you can pour it in a, a tank of 25 gallons and uh, 25 gallons of fuel and this additive clean. So there, there's oh. some there's some great ones out there that do that. But you get what you pay for, so buy the better one. Um, okay. Transmission fluid. Um, if you flush that, uh, you're better off to kind of hook it up to a machine and flush it all the fluid out and all all new fluid in. If you do fluid filter and gasket, you're only getting half out. Now, mm-hmm. it's, it,
0: certain vehicles. Only recommend draining and filling. Correct the F one fifty. Yeah, flush it. Hook it up to a machine. Get it yeah. out of there.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Certain vehicles, import vehicles mostly, drain them, refill yeah. them.
3: Yeah, an F one fifty, you can. There are if so. If you have multiple cars, there are some cars that you don't have to. You can't get the pan off in order to change the filter, and the filter is not really even a filter so much anymore with screen. So, for example, if you got a General Motors car, there's one in that line that you got to pull the entire engine out. And move a bunch of stuff in order to get the pan off the front. So yeah. that's that's obviously uh, out of the question. Out of the happened. question. So, mm-hmm. but what was the other one? You're, so, additives? Yeah. So uh, synthetic synthetic uh, high, oil. Synthetic
7: High mileage. Yeah. High mileage synthetic oil. Is at a, an advantage to helping the engines run longer? Um,
3: I
0: always dance with who brought me.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really
0: change anything. <laughs>
3: no. Either. Yeah. If it says to use 020, use 020. Yeah. Um, as far as a high mileage oil, what they're doing in there is just adding some <laughs> just adding some additives in there that's going to swell the seals and stop the leaks. That's really all they're doing with the high mileage. I mean, because I mean, if you think about it, where's it going to leak from? It's going to leak from a gasket or it's going to leak from a seal. That's yeah. pretty much it. So if you take that seal and it was normally a certain size and now you've added a little bit of brake fluid to it, you know. Now it gets bigger. Yeah, it, it get bigger, and now it just it just swelled it up and sealed it off a little bit.
0: That's going to go one way or the other. Either yeah. You're going to slow a leak down, or you're going to make it bigger because the seal's going to explode.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I personally think it's a gimmick. I agree with you. If it, yeah. if it called for 020, for example. It's going in. Going back with 020. That's what the manufacturer tested it with, and there's no reason to to change it from there. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you it. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right. We're over to Chris. Chris has got a 16 Ford Focus. Chris, what's going on today?
8: Yeah. Well, I have a uh, – it's my son's car that I am working on, and I pulled it in the garage, changed the radiator and the air conditioning uh, condenser. He hit a raccoon with it. Okay. Um, but it started fine, and then I got it all done, put back together, went and turned the key, and nothing. the the lights are all there i checked the battery it's it's fully charged um i tested the starter to see if the starter had taken a dump and it was fine i jumped it it's fun um checked all the relays all the fuses and nothing you'll turn the key you can hear one relay click under the hood but Mm -hmm. nothing happened
0: okay very common problem with fords especially that car So at your starter where you tested it, you just kind of put a screwdriver on there and made it turn. Cool. It works. Do we have signal going to that on the small wire? No. No signal. Okay. So we're going back to our transmission control module is where that's generating a signal from. You turn the key, signal goes through the transmission control module to a relay to the starter. So... Those were very common for that module to go bad. Now, when it hit the raccoon, did it shove everything back into this engine transmission paraphernalia? No,
8: actually, it didn't. It, it was more cosmetic damage than anything. Okay. Um, the radiator and, the, and so forth wasn't leaking, but it had a nice dent, and I didn't want to take any chances with it failing later, so I, I just replaced the um, Okay. Otherwise, it, was, it really didn't didn't hurt too much else there. Uh, I did try to take it out of gear or put it in gear and back into park to see if, if something was goofy there. I did try starting it neutral and nothing.
3: Okay. okay. So here's another rule with them. I agree with Kyle. It, they're a big problem with the transmission control, and, and they, they want to make sure it's in park before they send the signal over to starter, and that's kind of why it goes through there. Uh But okay. th- when we have this kind of problem where we pull a car in, do a repair, and then for some reason – it doesn't start afterwards or have some other issue, you always take a step back and say, well, what did I touch? What did I do? And right. so that's what the other thing that I would go back and do on, on this yeah. car. Is there mm-hmm. any,
0: any grounds around yes. that radiator support? Exactly where they I was They don't heading. have to be huge, giant battery grounds, but small grounds make yeah. a huge difference. Yeah,
3: that ground may be going over to the, the module and causing that particular problem. So it, it may be a ground that's hooked up but just doesn't have a good ground, it might be corroded and just doesn't want on there. So step back a little bit and just kind of go back through what you did, which I'm sure you did already, but get check any wiring, kind of tug and pull on wiring a little bit as, as somebody's trying to start it and see if that doesn't solve your problem. That, I, I would say oh. nine times out of ten when we take a step backwards and look at you know, what we did, what was causing the problem now, we always find it. it okay. I will give it a shot. It'd be odd that you created another big problem yeah. Um, by just doing the radiator and condenser, it, it really would be. yeah.
8: You know and this has happened to my son a couple times um, where he thought it was the battery um, and uh, but it, it, he had somebody else jump it and it and it got it going or it just happened to start. I didn't know if it was an immobilizer that had gone bad on it. Um, I've tried both keys, so I don't know if it would be anything like that.
0: So this problem's been going on for a
3: little while. Okay. More information. Yeah, and it's
8: very it's very intermittent. I just thought of that. It was that he's had it happen to him before. We thought it was a battery. He was always out doing you know, away from home when it happened, so I didn't get a chance to look at it. And he was always able to get it started. So
0: Okay. Yeah. Get a good wiring diagram of that starting system. They're readily available online, you know and kind of go through it i mean it shouldn't be they're pretty straightforward normally i just plug a scanner into it and i can figure out my information but it's not really i I think you're
3: i think you're heading more towards that module you might Mm -hmm. even do a little bit of tap test have somebody hold the key on when trying to crank it and you do a little bit of tap test on that module yeah see see what happens that's okay try that first okay all right thanks chris appreciate the call let us know keep in touch all right, we're going to head over to James. James has got a 19 F-150. James, go ahead.
5: Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Oh yeah, I I got a, a 2019 F-150 with uh, Eco. Got a got the cam phaser fault. When the recall came out, I took it into the dealer, and they did. Uh, they said they had to uh, adjust the computer module. Well, that lasted for about three weeks before it started uh, the zippers rattling. My concern is, is am I going to damage the engine because I'm having a hard time finding anyone here to fix it with my warranty, aftermarket warranty?
3: Yeah, Yeah. I I wouldn't think so. So it's rattling as your... Which engine is in that truck, V6?
5: It's the uh, uh, Eagle Boost
3: uh, V6. The 3.5 or the 3.0 liter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't think you'd have any problem with the idling. So, what were they going to repair? They, they already did a, a, a system upgrade to it.
5: Yeah, and that didn't that didn't fix the problem. And my son-in-law has the same truck. He happened to have it under um, thirty-five thousand miles, and he took it back in that dealer, and they they pulled it out, stripped it down, and, and put new phasers in there. Okay. My problem is I'm I'm actually in Oklahoma listening to you guys. I used to
3: live in. Oh. Yeah. Well, I listen to you every weekend. I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, you know the phasers can go bad, and and, you know we see a lot of primary chains that we've done in the past too that kind of loosen up, and it causes a code in there, and and won't pull like it should, uh, especially on the on the uh, the twin turbo V6. And, I mean, they've got a TSB out for this
0: truck with this engine in it that the fix is replacing just about everything involved in the timing. Yeah. I mean, they've redesigned everything. Okay. Yeah. I mean, new tensioners, I mean, all the way down to the bolts and O-rings, they've got this huge parts list just for fixing this repair.
3: Yeah, so I guess to answer your question, it's really hard to know whether – you're going to have any kind of major problems with it, with driving it, with it making that kind of noise. Um, it's I'm, definitely a concern. Though. It's definitely I mean, a concern. I'm probably going to guess that you're probably not going to have that big a deal because mm-hmm. you're going to lose some power. Um, but I would probably get it get it repaired as quick as you could, even, you know. Well, I'm in the
5: process of trying to find a, a shop that will take my, my aftermarket for. Sure. Every, every morning it starts up, it sounds...
3: Like the are trying to come out of the engine. right? Yeah. And my uh pressure fuel pressure check engine light is on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's probably for a timing issue, I would guess. Yep. But the yeah. de- the dealership
3: okay. the dealership won't cover that either. It won't go through that warranty.
5: Well, they said that's the recall, once Ford said once
3: it went over ninety thousand miles, they
5: won't touch it. Sure. Oh, really? And I I tried I drive I drive approximately eighty five miles
3: a day back and forth to work. Sure okay. So they won't touch it at all or they won't touch it um as a warranty. As a warranty. They won't touch it as a
5: warranty, they won't accept my aftermarket warranty and I don't
3: have thirty right. five hundred dollars to start right. out. Sure. So right. Now, well, that's why you that's why you buy the warranty. I guess the next thing that I would be is calling the warranty and say, Find me a shop, I'm taking it there. Yeah. I'm I'm tired yep. of looking they
0: have that power. I mean they talk to shops day in and day out. I mean, that's their job, and they can refer you to a shop.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd either say, find me a shop that I can get this fixed, or um, this is what's left on my warranty that I haven't paid for. Uh, send me my send me a check. I want my money. Yeah. Because if I can't use it, why do I have it? And then go get it fixed. I have to consider
5: that option, too. Well, I'm, I'm still chasing down two more shops in my area. I, I live way out in the country in an area called Cleveland, Oklahoma. Oh, gotcha.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, okay. Some I am just, just worried about the engine blowing up on me going back and forth to work. Yeah, and I, I, like I say I, I don't know that it's going to do that, but I wouldn't drive it anymore you have
0: to. These Fords, they'll hold together better than any engine I've seen. You'll yeah. pull them in, and they sound like a diesel that's full of rocks. Yeah. And the <laughs> engine's
3: still going. Yeah. All right. I appreciate the advice. You bet. Appreciate you listening. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show and we'll be back with a couple callers. Sure. Okay, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are going to head over to Rosa. Rosa's got an O2 Cavalier. Rosa, go go ahead hello can you hear me yep I can hear you I
7: hear those to find um I have a 2007 cavalier and I don't know where to put the transmission fluid
0: okay that one doesn't have a stick so to check the transmission fluid there's a plug on the bottom of the transmission by the passenger side axle you got to start it up mm-hmm. and pull that plug out and if the fluid comes out then cool you got fluid in it Um, to add fluid though, there's a big plastic cap on top of the transmission and it may be covered in grease and everything else, but it's there somewhere.
3: Yeah. So you add fluid through the top of the engine underneath the hood and and you have to check it by pulling a plug on the bottom of the transmission. So you have to have it up in the air in order to be able to do it. It needs to be level. Um, otherwise you get a false reading.
0: Yeah. Don't put it on a jack. Yeah, but you won't
3: get a reading off of yeah, it. You won't get any fluid that, yeah, it. you won't so, get any fluid so that I comes take it,
0: out.
7: So, excuse me. So, should I take it to a mechanic and have them check it out?
3: Sure. Yeah, most people do anymore just because you can't jack it up in the front and check the fluid on it, and you, you need to, yeah, you just need it to pull It needs to be done right. Right, yeah. right, right. Cause it, 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 I've, trans-
7: had it, I've had it about three years or so, and I've never checked the transition. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Running. Have a garage do it because you want it. Transmission fluid can be very specific on the fluid and the fill. You, okay. you, you don't want it too over full or you don't want too under. It will cause shifting problems. So, yeah, take it to a garage okay. Let take a look at it. Okay,
5: thank
3: you. You bet. Appreciate the call. We're going to head over to Joel. Joel's got a uh, 08 Pathfinder. Joel, what's going on?
8: Yeah, good morning. Hey, uh, so it's got a 4.0 V6. I got currently 251,000 miles on it. Never, ever, ever took oil. And uh, this is actually a while back, but just all of a sudden it just started going through copious amounts of oil. Does not smoke blue. Mm -hmm. Runs well. Does not miss. You know, there's no obvious valve or, you know, whatever. But uh, where would you direct me to start?
0: Hmm.
3: Well, the first place I'd probably start is a PCB system. Sure. It, it's got to be able to breathe. So if it's creating pressure inside that engine, it's going to force the oil past the rings, and it's going to burn it. Um, you may not be seeing a, a uh, cloud of smoke out the back, but it doesn't mean that it's not leaking. Yeah, that just uh, means
0: the catalytic converter is doing its job.
3: Right, right. So when you uh, you have to have fresh air coming into the engine, and the PCB valve takes it out and reburns it back into the engine. So that would be the first place that I would look at. Um the next thing I would think about is it might have—is it misfire or anything like that? It does not. Runs well. The next thing that I would look at beyond that is it might have a piston ring that's stuck and is pulling oil back up. So,
8: but wouldn't that cause it to smoke blue or not?
3: Not, not uh, generally. Not generally. You th- you think it would, but doesn't always. So, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Try that, Joel. Let us know. All right. We're g- another hour's passed, Kyle. So uh, we're gonna. Five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in next week, and get in early so we can answer all those questions. We don't have to wait till the end. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week.
2: Leftovers,
1: or the DMV, Number 97. or.